1: Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Kurt Allen. He is a terrific leader and excellent spokesperson for uh, the aquarium. And hearing him sort of detail all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that has to happen to make that jewel work. Um, Just very articulate about it, and it makes you want to go there and support him. And I hope that's what it does for you as well. So anyway, let's shift gears and move over to my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the times Picayune. Um, we're always look forward to these conversations. We got a big game coming up this weekend, at noon on Sunday, and we're going to look back at last week's game and this most recent decision by the coach to to name Andy Dalton the starter. I guess that's probably a great place to start. What's your What's your read on all this?
0: Well, it didn't surprise me. I mean, you could read between the lines, Ricky, with what Dennis Allen was saying that uh, I think he values the stability that Andy Dalton brings to the position. I mean. Dalton's been a veteran quarterback in this league for a while now, and they've had so many moving parts with the offense. Uh, I think that they don't want to continue changing positions. I don't think there's really a huge difference between Dalton and Winston. I think Winston probably has a little higher ceiling, a little more big playability. But on the the flip side of that, a little more error-prone, a little more mistake-prone. The offense seems to run smoother. Under Dalton, and uh, they've had some production the last three or four weeks that I think Dennis Allen likes. I think he likes the direction the offense is going in, despite the turnovers that they had against Arizona. So I just think I think the phrase he used, with no reason to upset the apple cart, there said a lot. In other words, he valued the continuity. Uh, I think he's trying to get some stability right now. They had so many different injuries, uh, still missing a few key guys, and so it didn't surprise me really that the direction he went in.
1: So the pick sixes, you know, they, are, they were able to sort of factor that in and say, you know, in this case it was this, in this case. Sometimes it's just how the ball falls, yeah. and, this, and this this for sure is that case. But what's your read on that?
0: Well, I mean, look, the first one, he hit Marquez Callaway right in the hands. I mean, that ball's got to be caught, and you're right, a deflected ball over the middle is, is your worst nightmare for an offensive coordinator or a quarterback and that ball got returned. And then the second one was a pass protection error. I mean, now Dalton could feel the pocket a little better and maybe slide a little bit to avoid that, but he got hit as he was throwing, kind of bad luck. Uh, what I'm more concerned with when I see these things happen, Ricky, and it's something that that I've been concerned with all year, frankly, as I watch games again, is uh, a lot of times those plays are going to happen. You're going to have an interception on a deflected ball, things like that. The pursuit is what concerns me. The effort to get the ball carrier down once the interception's made, that's what I think I'm seeing that I haven't seen in the past, that running to the ball, that all-out effort. Same thing on defense. You know, we've talked about missed tackles. The Saints don't necessarily rank that high in missed tackles they're right in the middle of the league, but it's 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 the compounding issue of not pursuing the ball, that, that all-out effort. I'll be eager to see If they correct that this week, because the players have talked about, they've had a little bit of an extra break here with that Thursday night game. Uh, I think some of these things need to be addressed internally because that's what concerns me—the the the intangibles, not the tangible, with this team.
1: Well, does it does it? You know, for people who missed Demario Davis's five-minute conversation or you know answer to to the media uh, this week. Um, you know, there was actually a part of it, like one one minute, a little over a minute where it's I mean, the words were incredible and they were they were what you would want to hear from a leader. Uh, do you think he's having an impact internally? And that gives you that, that does give you a sense of what you just said, that during this off time, there's been a lot of soul searching that's going on. Leaders are hopefully stepping up. People are listening to the leaders. What are you hearing about all that?
0: Well, I mean, Alvin Kamara, the same way, right? So there's been a little bit of rallying the troops, circling the wagons. It it worries me a little bit that we're in week eight, and it's happening now. I mean, you're two and five. But the fact remains, there's still only one game out of first place in the NFC South. So there's still reason to believe you can get back in this thing. Just got to play better. And I agree with you. I I like what I heard from Demario Davis. Uh, He's the kind of guy that needs to step up. I mean, he's the leader on this team, and in so many ways, people listen to him. Uh, and, and frankly, the defense has not played up to their standard. The front seven in particular, Ricky, I mean, that that group, we talk every week about all the injuries that have happened in this league, all the injuries that have happened with this team. They've been largely unaffected by injuries. I mean, the front seven's been healthy the entire time. We thought the team. It's turned out to be very mediocre so far, and that's an area, if this team is going to get back in it, they've got to get better on the defensive front.
1: We had a little bit of a Wi-Fi blip just then, so what was the thing you said before we got to get back on track? Say that again, please.
0: Well, it's just that they, they've got to get this defense back. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the group that we expected high expectations from. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they've not played well. The, the front seven in particular, the, the defensive secondary has been riddled by injuries. The front seven's been healthy. And they've not produced so far. And to me, that's where it's got to start. That's what I read when I heard DeMario Davis read between the lines. He's putting it on the onus on the defensive front seven.
1: Well, listen, when you, I mean, listen, we said this before, but going into the season, you were like, this could be the year for the front seven anchored by David Onyemata. And it just hasn't come to fruition. That's got to have been a huge frustration for the team.
0: Well, the defensive tackle position has been really a disappointment. I mean, Onyamata is not the same player he was before his PED suspension. That's clear. And uh, that affects the linebacker position. I got asked last uh, this past week on, on my Fox 8 studio gig about, you know, what's wrong with Demario Davis? What's wrong? You know, why does he produced Well, a lot of it has to go to the defensive line, especially the defensive tackles. The way this defensive scheme works, Ricky – uh, the defensive line is, is basically asked to eat blocks, eat the offensive linemen up, keep them off the linebackers so they can run and pursue the ball carrier. That's, that's how it works. And when those offensive linemen are getting free from the defensive line and getting their helmets on Davis and Werner, uh, that's a bad sign. That's why this run defense has not been anywhere near as strong as we thought it would be uh, because of the defensive line not doing their part of this uh, defensive scheme.
1: Well, at this stage of the game, do you think it's fixable?
0: No, I'll be surprised. I mean, you can scheme it up a little bit, but they're going to have to address the defensive tackle position. Look, they've they kind of tried to do it with smoke and mirrors the last few years, but the, the reality is they're playing a bunch of guys in there that are street-free agents or undrafted players, Malcolm Roach, shy Tuttle. Uh, there's a reason they weren't drafted. They're, they're You know, they're, they're grinders in there. They're quality role players, probably best served as as rotational players, but they need to get a dude in there. Uh, and David Onyemata was that dude before he came back from the suspension. He's not that guy right now. He's not. He's not producing at the level that they expected.
1: So okay, let's look at what you know about the injury report at this moment.
0: Well, it's not good. I mean, uh, there's I guess good and bad. The Paulson Adibo looks like he's going to be back this week. That's a big return, but they had to place Bradley Roby on the short-term IR, so he's going to be out for four games. Marshawn Lattimore still hasn't practiced. That's not a good sign. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, didn't practice Wednesday. Not a good sign. So you're missing, potentially, your shutdown corner and your top two receivers again, which has been the case now for a while. And missing Roby really puts some stress on the third corner position, the nickel position. That's been a, a really a uh, a position of, you know, weakness this season. Ever since they let uh, C.J. Gardner go, you Gardner-Johnson go, they have not, a, that nickel spot's been a, a sore spot. And now it's stressed even more because you don't have Roby to play the position. You're probably going to end up starting Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor, a rookie, who I like the way he played against Arizona, but leaves you really weak at the at the nickel spot position. So we'll see how that gets addressed going into this game. And look, this is a team that can throw the ball. Derek Carr can throw it. Uh, they've got you know great receivers, Devonte Adams, Hunter Rimpro, great tight end, and Darren Waller. So there's going to, I think, there's, the Saints are going to have to outscore the Raiders to win this game.
1: And they've got a, a running back that has been on fire the last couple of games.
0: Josh Jacobs, an excellent running back. Yes, they're going to score points. There's no yeah. doubt the Saints are going to have to score. It's going to have to I don't think it's going to have to be quite as crazy as that Seahawks game, but it's going to be that kind of game where their offense has got to put up some points uh because the defense I just don't see them holding the Raiders down for four quarters.
1: So what do you we'll come back to the offensive side on the other side, but what are you hearing about 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 Latimore's injury?
0: Well, he's got a, like a strained abdomen and it's just really painful. It's difficult for him to play his position at a high level, and they want him back. The way the Saints operate, Ricky, with these medical issues, they don't get you back at 98%. They get you back at 100%. So that's a little bit of the frustration, I think, from fans, is these guys are out for a long period of time, but they want them back 100%, so uh, they're not going to let them back on the field until he, till he's full go. And uh, he's a critical guy on their defense. I mean, he's by far their best cover man.
1: When we come back in the final segment with Jeff Duncan, we're going to find out kind of uh, is there a chance that Michael Thomas might play? Well, you know, at least there's, there's a chance. We'll, we'll see about that. We'll see you on the other side with, with Jeff Duncan.
0: Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coast View. We have Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune, and we're talking Saints. Um, you guys reported at NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune, Jeff, that it's possible that Michael Thomas did a walkthrough with the team, and the and the part of the practice that was closed to media is what do you know about that? And is there a chance he'll play?
0: Well, the thing that was encouraging was he was in full pads. Uh, you know, he was in full gear. He wasn't just out there in shirts and shorts. I mean, he was in gear. So that means he's at least on the on the verge of getting back to practice. But he didn't practice. He was listed as DNP. So that means he was just out there maybe going through stretch calisthenics, but not practicing. So I would not count on him playing. When you miss a Wednesday practice, I mean, that's the key day. That's your first and second down installation. That's the bulk of your offense. Uh, uh, Thursday is third down, and then Friday is the situational goal line, red zone, things like that. Uh, That installation on Wednesday is critical. So I would be surprised if he plays.
1: So Jeff I know I know that people are just crazy about the turnovers and the mistakes me too I am But when you look at the production of the offense independent of those disastrous moments they produce really well without Jarvis Landry, Landry and Michael Thomas You know what yeah. where no. would they be if they had them Well
0: here's the thing though that I caution people on that sometimes statistics can be misleading. I mean, Sean Payton used to always talk about this as head coach. He used to talk about getting control of a game. Uh, That was his goal as the head coach in the offensive play call. He wanted to get control. That way you can dictate terms. Every coach is trying to do that. Well, once the Saints had those two pick sixes in that game, everything changed. I mean, Arizona is calling that game. Cliff Kingsbury is calling that game differently than he would have been if it was 14-14. All of a sudden, you got a two-touchdown lead. You can play a little more conservative on defense. So I I always caution people that those statistics sometimes can be misleading because they're giving the underneath pass. They're giving the checkdowns. They're willing to to trade that off for time as the clock gets eaten up. So, uh, yes, they put up some numbers, but uh, I think what would be encouraging to me if I'm a Saints fan is that they've been able to strike on some big plays. I tweeted this out this week, Ricky, and I don't think people – one of the things I try to do as a journalist is give perspective. You know, you can – I can tell you right now that the Saints have 11 plays of 40 yards or more, and that might impress you, it might not, because you need context. Well, that's the most in the entire NFL. So that all of a sudden gives you much more greater perspective, right? The 11 plays of 40 or more yards leads the NFL. The Saints' offense has that. So they're, they're getting big plays, and they got that early on with uh, – You know, uh, Rashid Shaheed with the long touchdown pass. So they're able to kind of put up some explosive plays, which is the most difficult thing to do in the NFL. So I'd be encouraged by that, and see if you can build from that and and start start scoring more touchdowns once you get in the red zone. That was a problem early on. Well,
1: when Raheeb had that big play two games ago, you thought, "Wow, that was great," you know. But maybe it's a fluke. And then he had another big play, and you think, "Wow, this guy's a threat." You mix that with Olave, who's having an unbelievable rookie year, uh, in spite of you know having been injured some. Um, if you could get Michael Thomas back healthy, I mean, what it would, re- and then of course you, you you've got Alvin Kamara, that's that's really playing well. Um, you might be able to piece together a, a season if the defense would just start playing normal. I mean, they don't even have to play lights out. Just just quit quit giving up the big plays.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they're in these games. I mean, you have to somewhat be encouraged. I mean, look at Minnesota right now. Minnesota's 5-1. and one. The Saints were a, a double-doing field goal away from going to overtime with them. I mean, so they've been in these games. They've not been getting blown out. Uh, they, they've been their own worst enemy. But the problem is it's happened now for seven weeks, and they're still ranking. Not only do they lead the league in, in turnovers, but they're, I think, third in the league in penalties. They, I just – pointed out they they've got the most defensive holding calls in the NFL, most false starts. False starts is a a bad one to lead the league in. That's something yeah. that Sean Payton never allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, pre-step penalties, things like that. Those things you know are difficult to overcome when you're not overwhelmingly talented. So I just I feel like I'm I'm not buying in yet. You know, I'm, I've been pretty optimistic all year, but I I've, I've just got to see this team do it on the field consistently over more than a half or even one game.
1: That long stretch as a Saints fan, the older Saints fans remember it well, the bag on head time. You literally used that phrase in your column last week about about this last week's game.
0: Well it had more to do with the you know you two pick sixes in, in the two minute drill. Uh that's that's bag head days, you know, that's that's the stuff uh where you know you can't make it up. I mean the Saints have had four turnovers return for touchdowns this year no one is in the leagues even close to that i mean most years you go you get one of those the saints have already played half the season
1: that's difficult to believe hey you said going into the season that one of the most important things we're going to watch as we're closing this thing out is that dennis allen how is he going to deal with adversity He doesn't get a good score on that so far, does he?
0: No, but I tell you, this big decision to change quarterbacks and to go with Andy Dalton, that was a big one. That's going to define the rest of his season. That was not the the road I think he came into the season expecting to take. Uh, So we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, He did make a tough call there. And we'll see. We'll see if it's the right
1: call. We will see. Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com. dot com. times it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Have a great game, and we'll see you next week. All right,
0: Ricky. We'll talk to you, buddy. Take care. You
1: bet. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.